Welcome to Everyday Chant Srimad Bhagavatam class. Today we are fortunate to have His Grace Ramgiridhari Prabhuji from India. Prabhuji will enlighten us from Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, Chapter 18, Verse Number 26. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, let's take over the call when you are ready. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Dandavat Pranams, All Krishna Prabhupada. As always, it is my pleasure to be in the assembly of devotees to glorify Srimad Bhagavatam and also get to learn a lot in the process. So thank you so much for regularly engaging me in this service. And by the blessings of all of you and all the seniors, I hope whatever um, I speak today makes some sense and uh, add some spiritual potency in our spiritual life. And if there are any mistakes, I hope I'll be forgiven. So we will uh, discuss the uh, shloka after we uh, read them. So we'll just um, quickly read the shloka and purport. And then uh, we can turn the context. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Jaiva Narodhamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudirayed Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevayam Bhagavati Uttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Antar Bahischagila Loka Palakair Adrishta Rupo Vicharas Yuruswanam Saishwarastam Yayidam Vashenayan Namna Yatadaru Mahim Narastriyam Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Yesli Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation My dear Lord, just as a puppeteer controls his dancing dolls and a husband controls his wife, your Lordship controls all the living entities in this in the universe, such as the Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras. Although you are in everyone's heart as the supreme witness and commander and are outside everyone as well, the so-called leaders of societies, communities and countries cannot realize you. Only those who hear the vibration of the Vedic mantras can appreciate you. Purport. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Antarbahi, present within and without everything. One must overcome the delusion caused by the Lord's external energy and realize His presence both externally and internally. In Srimad Bhagavatam 1819, Srimati Kunti has explained that Krishna appears in this world Nato Natya Daro Yata exactly like an actor dressed as a player 
In Bhagavad Gita 18.61, Krishna says, Ishvara Samabhutanam Hrideshu Arjuna Tishtabhi. The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna. The Lord is situated within everyone's heart and outside as well. Within the heart, He is the Super Soul, the Incarnation, who acts as the advisor and witness. Yet, although God is residing within their hearts, foolish people say, I cannot see God, please show Him to me. Everyone is under the control of Supreme Personality of Godhead, exactly like dancing dolls controlled by a puppeteer or a woman controlled by her husband. A woman is compared to a doll, Dharumayi, because she has no independence. She should always be controlled by a man. Still, due to false prestige, a class of women wants to remain independent. What to speak of women, all living entities are Prakriti, female, and therefore dependent on the Supreme Lord as Krishna himself explains in Bhagavad Gita. Apareyam itasvanyam prakritim vidhime param The living entity is never independent. Under all circumstances, he is dependent on the mercy of the Lord. The Lord creates the social divisions of human society, Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras, and ordains that they follow rules and regulations suited to their particular position. In this way, all members of society remain always under the Supreme Lord's control. Still, some people foolishly deny the existence of God. Self-realization means to understand one's subordinate position in relation to the Lord. When one is thus enlightened, he surrenders to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is liberated from the clutches of the material energy. In other words, unless one surrenders to the lotus feet of the Lord, the material energy in its many varieties will continue to control him. No one in the material world can deny that he is under control. The Supreme Lord Narayana, who is beyond this material existence, controls everyone. Following Vedic Mantra confirms this point. Eko Hawaii Narayana Ashit Foolish persons think Narayana to be on the platform of ordinary material existence. Because they do not realize the natural constitutional position of the living entity, they concoct names like Daridra Narayana, Swami Narayana or Mitya Narayana. However, Narayana is actually the supreme controller of everyone. This understanding is self-realization. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakayam Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namam Namam Vishnu Padayam Krishna Preshtaya Bhutalem Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Iti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve
गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादेशिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैत गीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामाम राम राम हरे हरे अंतर्बाचाकिलोकपालक अदृष्टो विचराशि उवना सईश्वरस्व जयदंबे नयन My dear Lord, just as a puppeteer controls his dancing dolls, and a husband controls his wife, your Lordship controls all the living entities in this universe, such as the Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Sudras. Although you are in everyone's heart as a supreme witness and commander, and are outside everyone as well. the so called leaders of societies communities and countries cannot realize you only those who hear the vibration of the vedic mantras can appreciate you so it's very wonderful this whole chapter the chapter titled the prayers offered to the lord by the residents of jambu dwipa so sukadeva goswami is uh, narrating about different prayers offered by um different residents of jambudvipa we had discussed about this whole cosmological or probably we would have discussed in the past several chapters so when the lord has created such a wonderful universe which is ek pad vipudi vibhuti which means it is one fourth of the lord's creation the tripad vibhuti which is three fold of the lord's creation is his spiritual abode and when one understands this particular aspect of the lord's creation and he is able to really relate to those descriptions then his natural respect surrender and also his subscribing to a spiritual way of life becomes very natural and the very reason why shrimad bhagavatam not only describes directly the personal esoteric pastimes it discusses other aspects atra sargo visargascha sthanam poshanam mutaya manvantare ishanugata niroda bhakti rashaya shrimad bhagavatam deals with 10 subject matters and it is explained that ashraya the shelter at the lotus feet of the lord is considered as the sutra or the formula for all the other nine topics 
Out of the ten topics, the last point is Ashraya. The Ashraya part, which is Saranagati, shelter in the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, which happens to be the important key vital element. And only when we are able to connect the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam with Ashraya, then the real effect of studying and reading and associating with Srimad Bhagavatam is manifesting upon us. If somebody discusses everything else, Sarga, Visarga, Sthanam, Poshanam, and various other aspects, but does not discuss the part of Ashraya, even the topic of Poshanam, of how the Lord has protected, if those personal conversations about these topics are disconnected, then what is left is only a dry subject matter of cosmology and multifarious activities of the Creator. When Vyasadeva finished compiling the entire Vedas, he was not as happy as he should have been. And the very reason was, he did not directly glorify or attribute anything about the Lord's mm -hmm. personal and transcendental nature. So now, in this current context, this particular shloka, this particular prayer, which is offered to the Lord, very clearly explains the connect relationship the jiva is having with the Supreme Lord. When a person understands that I am always under the control, but if he, if he is able to differentiate which side of control he should be, then lot more things become easier and clearer. So we are going to discuss about this aspect of Lord's control over the living entities, which is the subject matter of today's conversation. Number one reflection in that context is what Srila Prabhupada writes in the purport. Srila Prabhupada writes in the purport is that everyone invariably, even though Prabhupada refers to women who are uncultured, uncivilized, but Prabhupada generalizes later by saying that every individual living entities are under the control of the Supreme Lord. And this aspect of being under the Lord's control is not a choice or is not a force or is not something that is temporary arrangement. This aspect of being under the Lord's control is an universal, eternal, trans-contextual scenario. What does that mean? This is applicable to everyone. This is applicable to all the people 
for eternal period of time. This is not something that has come up temporarily. Later it will not come. It is not like that. A person, a jiva, being under the control of the Lord, is an universal, eternal, trans-contextual means, in every context it is true. At every yuga, every era, every body, every circumstances, it is true. So when a person learns to accept and acknowledge this fact, if anyone is able to understand, when I say anyone, the ability to understand is given to human and jivas above human. So this ability to understand and appreciate makes itself, makes a person a sober, an intelligent one. Because the moment I come to know I am always under the control, the moment I, moment I come to know that I do not have a complete independence as I have originally thought and eventually shown my face away from the Supreme Lord and chose my own lifestyle that I am currently struggling. If somebody understands that I am not independent at no point in time, I may have a little little swatantrata, little freedom, little free will with a minuscule capacity for a purpose of us to make right choices. If somebody starts to misuse, misunderstand that freedom and independence, then we are trapped. The moment we are able to understand that I'm, I am always under the control, so let me conduct myself correctly so that I am at the right side of the control vis-a-vis not being on the wrong side of the control. Prabhupada gives this example of a kitten being carried by the claws of the cat. Jaws of the cat, sorry. The kitten is actually being held by the cat in the mouth and the kitten is moving around along with this mother, where the mother is carrying the kitten. The kind of comfort, the kind of happiness, the kind of jubilation or, you know, satisfaction the kitten would have, vis-a-vis, the fear, the tension and danger, a rat who is carried by the cat, same cat, in the same place where the kitten was placed, is not there. So a person who learns to accept, acknowledge and operate on the understanding that I am always under the control, let me learn to behave, conduct myself in a manner by which I will be on the right side of the control of the Lord 
rather than the wrongs under the control that person is considered as an intelligent and a self realized soul prabhupada uses the word self realization means to understand one's subordinate position in relation to the lord so that that itself will makes a self realized soul once his grace kalakanta prabhu had very nicely mentioned a interesting point he said this was in in the year uh, 2000 in radha gopina temple in uh, india chopati he came for uh, gaur purnima utsav then he gave a class on gaur purnima day so i was personally you know uh, attending that session and uh, he mentioned a very nice point that in his con to become a senior devotee is not very difficult if you happen to be in his con for 10 years 15 years 20 years 30 years you naturally get the respect of you being called as a senior devotee but to be advanced in krishna consciousness one needs to endure one needs to work one needs to surrender one needs to acknowledge certain basic things so just because i am a human i am educated i am intelligent i am rich i am famous i am so and so or whatever i am does not give us the enough mileage or enough credibility to be claimed as an intelligent person rather one who acknowledges and surrenders knowing that he is always under someone's control is considered as self realized soul is considered as dhira is considered as um, uh, a real intelligent one so my first reflection is what shla prabhupad statement is self realization means to understand one's subordinate position in relation to the lord the reason this statement is very vital for practicing devotees also even though we may know more details about krishna more details about krishna's pastimes more philosophical statements but this particular statement if they are not properly uh understood and evaluated and applied uh, one will not be able to be liberated from the clutches of material energy that is what shla prabhupada's next statement is when one is thus enlightened he surrenders to the supreme personality of godhead and is liberated from the clutches of material energy in other words unless one surrenders to the lotus feet of the lord the material energy in its many varieties will continue to control him so my first reflection is to say about this aspect of our constitutional nature the second aspect is about the point of being controlled by material energy seventh chapter of bhagavad gita shloka number 14 दैवी एषा गुणमयी मम मया दुरत्यया 
Maam eva ye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite. Very famous shloka. So we were analyzing this particular shloka and we were discussing what is this material energy all about? What is this maya all about? Uh, every time when we say maya, whom are you referring to? What are we saying Maya as? How does she look like? What is her personality? What is her quotient? So when we were analyzing this particular shloka, Krishna explains, Daivihi, Krishna is explaining Maya as divine energy of mind. If Maya is divine, Huh? What are we afraid of? And not only he says she is divine, he is saying Mama Maya, she is mine also. Number one, she is divine. Number two, she is mine. But number three is she is very difficult to handle. Duradhyaya, which means the Lord is trying to explain about his own police department in Hindi language there is a very famous saying police ke saath na dushmani achi hai na dosti achi hai means never befriend or never go too close to a policeman nor stay too far away or reject him in a sense that there are officers who are all on a government duty under government's authority they have a function which is not very palatable or which is not very um, when I say palatable which is not very uh, exciting it's always some sort of a fear factor associated with such authorities. So Mama Maya Duratyaya, that who which personality who is actually servant of the Lord, who is transcendental servant of the Lord, can as well be a tough one for me. If and only if I don't follow the second statement. Maam Yevaye Prapadyante Mayam Etam Tarantite. If I don't follow, if I don't understand that statement, then Maya is very tough. So let us analyze as a second reflection about what Prabhupada is referring to as material energy in its many varieties will continue to control him. So Maya in this context or in our context of you know discussing how the Lord will control or how he operates through Maya. So there are three aspects of Maya that we will understand. Number one, if anyone accepts reality as illusion, an illusion as reality, he is in Maya. Example, if somebody accepts his body as the ultimate and does not acknowledge the presence of soul, he is in illusion. If somebody accepts this material world is false, 
he is in maya maya vadis are are called maya vadis because they say brahma satyam jagat mithya they say this material universe is false and prabhupada says that is not correct material world is temporary but it is not false asashvata but not mithya so the first aspect of maya the way we get controlled is by identifying ourselves with this body or the extensions of body so if someone does not understand the transcendental position of the supreme lord and the subordinate position of jiva then what actually happens to us is maya who is the police or the jail superintendent or the authority who is supposed to handle those citizens who doesn't follow the government's order so what does she do uh she kind of controls us and hence we have to recognize what are all the stages wherein i am in the control of material energy and one of the stages recognizing illusion as reality and reality as illusion and the second aspect of maya is such that when i try to misuse the slightest independence or discretion or the swatantrata that i am given for taking decisions if i take decisions towards the wrong side then i am controlled i always give this example a father has given son 50 dollars saying that take this money go to the temple give some dakshina buy some snacks come back if the son says that the fund the son goes and spends the 50 dollars in a reckless manner did some unhealthy uncultured activity then come and blame father it is you who funded this i am doing something wrong it is because of you it is your money you gave me money so you will be held responsible there are several men there are several people who try to blame the lord for their mistakes try to blame the lord for their sufferings whereas the suffering is because of some improper incorrect decisions misuse of independence the person is suffering so the second aspect of maya that one need to understand is is about how do we take decisions which means where do my desire level swing to because our decisions are associated with our desires and desires are going to decide which way we are going to swing so long as we are able to operate manipulate control our desires to the right direction because shraddha 
is on the basis of Ichcha. I am uh, having faith on the holy name of the Lord. I am having faith in performing devotional service is because I have a desire to go back home, back to Godhead, to glorify the Supreme Lord. So the second aspect of Maya is, where is our desire plane? How do I take my decisions? Are my decisions around my comfort zone, around my desire and not towards the Supreme Lord, then I am in Maya. If I am taking a decision, even though apparently I may be outside of the comfort zone, but in favor of Krishna consciousness, then I am a self-realized soul. And the third aspect of Maya is about recognition or trying to dovetailing the resources that are coming my way, that are given to me. How do I identify and recognize them? If I see my relationship, my body, my house, my money, my name, my fame, my beauty as mine, then I am in Maya. So, once Prabhupada is giving a class, he said that if a person who is walking by the Bank of America suddenly says, I am renouncing this Bank of America, uh, he will be called a mad guy. Because Bank of America cannot belong to a single person. What if that guy says, I renounce Bank of America? Even then, he will be, you know, laughed at. So, that which does not belong to me, I can neither renounce nor claim. So, everything in this world belongs to Krishna. Everything is in this world is under the control of the Lord. What is that that I can say belongs to me? And what is that that I can renounce? So I can neither renounce nor claim. So then the question comes, then what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to, you know, handle things that are with me or coming my way? And the answer is, all self-realized souls, they handle them as, this belongs to Krishna, this will have to be engaged for Krishna. I am just a caretaker of Krishna's resources. So every resource, every relationship, every instance, every opportunity is actually for the pleasure of the Lord and I do not have any independent desire or a stand. That is how self-realized soul people, self-realized people function. And those who claim or renounce, they are classified as a mad people or you can even classify it as lowest amongst mankind. So to conclude my second reflection, I want to say that those who don't acknowledge this part that I am under the control of the Lord, I am under the control of the Lord by the virtue of 
accepting and operating as a subordinate person in relation to the Lord, if I am not doing that, then material energy will control us. And we explain these three in three ways or three classifications of how we are controlled or trapped by material energy. The third reflection is about the person who have studied Vedic mantras, Vedic context, those who have heard the vibration of Vedic mantras, what happens to them? And how are they able to appreciate the Supreme Lord? So for that I would like to give an example of different types of human beings. Number one, a human being as uncultured as Chandala. And on the other extreme, a human being as cultured as Paramahamsa. So on one extreme of the spectrum, it is Chandala, dog-eater, uncultured, uncivilized. On other extreme, in the spectrum we have Muninam, Amalatmanam, Bhakti Yoga Vidhanartam, Katam Pashyema, Shistriyaha, Kunti Maharani says. Tata Paramahamsanam, Muninam, Amalatmanam, Bhakti Yoga Vidhanartam, Katam Pashyema, Shistriyaha. So she is saying, my dear Lord, you can be understood by Paramahamsa Muni Amalatmana. I am so very insignificant woman, how can I even understand you? So there are two spectrums. In that spectrum, from Chandala to Paramahamsa, there is a wonderful journey. Naradama to Narodama. So that is our journey in Krishna consciousness. From being a Naradama to being a Narodama. What, did, what does Vedic mantras, general Vedic texts encourages? It encourages a person from being a lowest amongst mankind, being a sinful person, being an abominable character person to bring them to a neutral stand. Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. By this four Purusharthas, what does Vedic Mantras does? Vedic Mantra helps a person to come to be situated on the platform of righteousness. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is adding something called as Panchama Purushartha. And there he is adding that as bhakti. So the third reflection hence is, if a person is just operating as a normal citizen, not committing any act against the policy of the government, if he is righteous in his act, he is classified as a good human being, good citizen. 
But from the perspective of the Supreme Lord and the school of Bhakti, that is not enough. That is only bringing us to the point of neutrality. Otherwise, I would have been committing sinful acts. I would have been committing something nonsense. I am coming to the stage of being neutral with the help of studying general Vedic texts. So coming to the platform of dharma, righteousness could be a very good one, but that's not the end of it. Krishna consciousness process, the Panchama Purushartha Bhakti takes us further forward. And what is that further forward is all about? The difference between a normal citizen vis-a-vis an army man. If you compare between a normal citizen and an army man, in terms of features, in terms of language, in terms of race, in terms of family background, in terms of educational background, in terms of money, so many things they may be having in common. But everyone know army men are one step above and closer to government. By the virtue of me being an army man, what am I trying to become? I try to become a, a favorable and dearest part of the Supreme Lord. If I am joining army, Government recognizes my gesture and gives me extra facilities and rewards. So my third reflection is, by allowing us to be a dog, by allowing us to be controlled by the Supreme Lord as a puppeteer, what happens is that we are able to we are able to be situated in a most happiest, comfortable position. So my third reflection is, from Naradama to Narottama, at least we should come to the stage of Ashakti or, you know, firmly, Nishta. If we are continuing to this, remain in the state of Anartha Nivrti, then it is okay, it is better than doing nothing, come to the state of anartha nivrti, but one should eventually get, ex- you know, it, it eventually work in such a manner that he is able to come to the stage of nishta, firmly fixed in devotional life. That nishta is what Vaishnava Acharyas are asking. So, when they say that by just hearing the vibration of Vedic mantras, Prabhupada writes a letter wants to, you know, uh, Harikesh Maharaj, in those days he was Maharaj, you now he's uh, left the sannyas. So Prabhupada writes that, saying that our transcendental literature, Srimad Bhagavatam, is such a sublime literature, that one should distribute them to the masses. And Prabhupada says few things. Prabhupada says, that anyone who reads a shloka from Srimad Bhagavatam gets delivered. If not one shloka, half a shloka. If not half a shloka, one line. 
if not one line, a portion of line, if not a portion of line, one word, if not one word, one portion of the word. If somebody could recite from Srimad Bhagavatam, he is considered as a very fortunate soul. And further, Prabhupada writes in the same letter, this is a very famous letter that we regularly read during book distribution marathon. In the same letter, Prabhupada writes, our books are so wonderful that if even somebody touches this book, what is the peak of reading? He gets a special mercy. So the point, the third reflection point that I want to drive home here is, by we associating with this Vedic mantra, by we associating with the sound vibration associated with the Supreme Lord, by we trying to acknowledge that I am controlled by Krishna on the right side of the control, what happens is we become army men rather than just become a general citizen. And army men have got a lot of privileges as well as a lot of responsibilities. So my third reflection is that let us allow ourselves, let us utilize our independence given to us, little independence given to us, the free will that is given to us, to come and choose to clasp the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord instead of going after Maya. Ravindra Swarup Prabhu once asked Shri Prabhupada, Shri Prabhupada, who is more important, book Bhagavata or devotee Bhagavata? Shri Prabhupada says, devotee Bhagavata is very important because a devotee Bhagavata can tweak your ears and get you to the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. So by lending our ears, by hearing the sound vibration of Vedic mantras, by just chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We are able to transport ourselves not from Naradama to a, a decent dharmic person. We go past the zone of dharma and get properly situated in bhakti. And from bhakti we eventually get Shuddha Bhakti. So hence, let's all allow the Supreme Lord to control us. And here the interesting aspect is Prabhupada writes in fourth can fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, if I'm right, shloka number thirty-four or thirty-five, in the context of Tatridi Pranipadena. Four thirty-four is that shloka, but I'm not sure if that point that I'm saying is in the purport of four point thirty-four or 4.35, Vashla Prabhupada says, the real independence of a jiva is to be interdependent on Vaishnavas. The real independence of a, of a human being is to kind of himself to be bound, clasped, controlled by the Supreme Lord rather than being fully independent. In that case, his mind, intelligence, false ego will only control him and trap him. So, what people in the materialistic context think that they have to be free, they have to be independent, they have to be, uh, you know, uh, accomplished by their own choices. A devotee understands that those are all not the right way. The right way is to lend your ears, to be tweaked, to be dragged to the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord and stay put as an army man. 
which means disciplined, cooperative, and missionary. An army man is not just an army man just by the take of his uniform. He is disciplined, otherwise he cannot be in the army. He has to have a cooperation, otherwise he cannot say function in the army. Because all the army men have to follow the same set of instruction in a cooperative manner. And third is, a person in the army is always working for a mission beyond his or her thoughts. So from that perspective, it is imperative for us to recognize these Vedic mantras make us qualified to become an army man. When Prabhupada is talking about this Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sudras, all of them are under the control of the Supreme Lord. And this here control refers to either control by the Lord's personal servant or controlled by the Lord's professional, official and police function. And the last but not least, the, the fourth and the last aspect of this particular shloka is about how Srila Prabhupada explains that one must overcome the delusion caused by the Lord's external energy and realize this presence both externally and internally. We spoke all the while about uh, different ways and means by which we need to acknowledge our position. Here, we want, we want to say that the Lord is helping sitting in the heart for such a person. Ishwara Sarva Bhutanam Hridesha Arjuna Trishtati Upadrishta Anumantacha Bharta Bhokta Maheshwaraha Tatipa Chakra Bhagavad Gita Where Krishna says I am the witness I am the sanctioner I am the beneficiary and I am the controller and the purport Prabhupada writes an intelligent person will take the help of the Supreme Lord who is saying he is his friend for eternity <coughs> you should not turn his face away from the Supreme Lord. So my last reflection is to say, whilst I need to be self-realized, number two, if I am not self-realized, I will be trapped by those three aspects of Maya. And in the third aspect of our reflection, we discussed that how the sound vibration from the Vedic mantras makes us become qualified as an army man, as a disciplined cooperative, enthusiastic soldier in the mission of Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam. So, but the, still the fourth aspect of this shloka, the fourth reflection, the last reflection of this shloka is to say that in Krishna consciousness endeavor, as much as the jiva puts in, the Lord puts in much more than that. Yeyatam maam prapadyante tam tataiva bhajamyaham. Mama Vartamano Vartante Manusha Partha Sarvasaha. So Krishna says, Upadrishta, Prabhupada writes in the purport. Prabhupada writes in the purport that how the Lord sits in the heart and trying to give us directions, trying to validate, trying to inspire, trying to support. And if you go and say, no, 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 God is not there, so we have a problem. So I was telling, my father used to always say this. If you write an English sentence, God is nowhere. 
Suppose you write the statement, God is nowhere. And if you very closely look at that statement, just by adjusting one word, from nowhere, you can make it now here. So instead of saying God is nowhere, if somebody is able to say God is now here, his entire positioning and perspective gets changed. Prabhupada used to say this very famous. We always tell the people, chant, chant, chant. They say, can't, can't, can't. So it is just a matter of simple adjustment. When Prahlad Maharaj said to Hiranyakashipu, my Narayana is here, my Narayana is there, my Narayana is everywhere. Hiranyakashipu thought Prahlad Maharaj was a crazy guy. Hiranyakashipu kept on saying, your God is nowhere here. Prahlad Maharaj is saying, my God is now here. So those who are, uh, you know, those who are able to get the blessings, of the sound vibration of Vedic mantras, they get the support from Paramatma who is sitting in the heart and trying to sanction our desires. So that's a very nice, uh, you know, example that can be given is of rains. When it is raining in a particular place, you will see in one place. A fruit can fruit plant comes. In another place, thorny plant comes. In another place, leafy plant comes. Just because it rained equally in all the place, not all the place had the same set of plants. Reason being, rain is equipoised. Rain is common to everyone. But the seed is available in different parts of the land. And the nature of the soil in different parts of the land, because it varies, the net outcome is vary. So similarly, the Lord sitting as Paramatma is ready to give His blessings to all of us equipoised, equivocally. But because we carry different seed, because we, have, we carry different priorities, different focal points, the Lord says Tatas too. So He is giving His blessings proportionate to what we desire. So hence, my last reflection is to say that the Lord is sitting on Paramatma and ready to help us. And the Lord is not just helping us, He would rather control us in the nicest way what to speak of being controlled by the Lord rather than controlled by the Lord's external material energy. So, every intelligent person should learn to conduct himself in such a manner that he is able to take advantage of having Paramatma next to Jivatma and regularly making himself available to help Jiva accomplishes desires. So desire correctly so that the Supreme Lord's help is definitely availed. So these are all the four sets of reflections 
from the current context the first being realization means to become the supreme lord's subordinate even though we may be under the control of the supreme lord it is better to be on the right side of the control rather than being the wrong one the second reflection we spoke about is the three different aspects of maya the lord's external energy we discussed the how by we recognizing that which is not illusion as reality and reality as illusion and have a very uncontrolled desires against the nature and third that we try to not recognize everything around everything with us in connection with the supreme lord we are under the control of control of maya the third reflection we had is about hearing the vedic vedic text hearing the vedic mantras how it helps us to transform from naradama to narottama so by while people might be satisfied in being a good citizen it is all the more glorious to be a citizen in the military so that we are getting extra privileges extra attention and an assurance to be rewarded by the lord and as a part of the military men i will be disciplined i will be cooperative amongst my fellow men and i will always carry a mission for which i am part of the military and there is the effect of hearing the sound vibration of vedic mantras that's way we appreciate the supreme lord and last but not least for all these things to be controlled by the lord the lord is ready to help us and he's saying i am sitting in your heart upadrishta anumantacha anumati i am the one who is sanctioning so make sure that you desire correctly make sure that you choose correctly make sure, make sure that you are trying to make a prudent choices so that the net result is glorious and not a trap thank you so much grantrat shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhu pad ki jai hitay gaurav premanande hari hari bol there are any questions or comments i'll be happy to respond hare krishna prabhu ji dandat pranam jai shila prabhupad wonderful wonderful lecture prabhu ji that's so nice uh, nicely explained when we follow the rules and regulations set by the lord or when we get controlled by the lord we are in happy position and we are following the rules and regulation i like the simple definition of maya you mentioned prabhu ji when you consider reality as illusion an illusion as reality then we are in maya the example of when you consider the soul and body and plus the, the example of general citizen and the military man when you vedic text when you recite we come in the category of military man that's wonderful analogy very nice thank you so much uh, for such a wonderful wonderful lecture prabhuji yeah. uh, devotees any anyone has question or comments please go ahead thank you prabhu for your kind words and all glory to shri prabhupada jai shri prabhupada hari krishna prabhuji please accept my humble obeisances of glory to shri prabhupada and guru maharaj hari prabhuji uh, thank you for wonderful class uh, it is nectar in always 
and uh, I like the example you mentioned about Prahlad Maharaj uh, nowhere and now here so I think we can use that concept even while our chanting what I feel you know every day um, just remember Pal uh, you, we can just remember Prahlad Maharaj like is to say Krishna is here Narayana is here so that will make our even chanting more conscious. Thank you, Prabhuji. Something I say we are able to derive today. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for uh, you know acknowledging this part. And uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> for us, uh, you know, holy name is the means, and holy name is the end. Nam Prabhu is the means which by which we reach Nam Prabhu's uh, you know lotus feet. Haridas Thakur is explaining. That the Nam Prabhu is so merciful, so keen to deliver us. Even if you inadvertently come in contact with Nam Prabhu, the Nam Prabhu gives you credit as the sunlight. The sunlight's rays, even if it falls on uh, the dirty object, they get uh, you know kind of dried or cleaned. So uh, we are very fortunate that actually I was talking in another forum that. The only qualification for all of us to be the recipient of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is we are fallen. I mean, sometimes being fallen is also a qualification. But at least we should acknowledge that I am fallen. That's the point. Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu's mercy is having four different effects on four different types of people. Those who are Mayavadis, Monists, when they hear Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when they come in contact with Mahaprabhu Sankirtan mission, the net result of them is they are confused. Those who are innocent and ignorant, when they somehow come in contact with Mahaprabhu Sankirtan mission, they get encouraged and inspired. Those who are eager and enthusiastic, when they come in contact with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan mission, they are empowered and enabled. Those who are envious towards each other or having envious propensity, when they come in contact with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sankirtan mission, they are ignored by Mahaprabhu. Ramachandra Puri was envious, rejected, ignored by Mahaprabhu. Six Goswamis, they are eager and enthusiastic. They are empowered and enabled by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All the visitors, all the prajas, when Mahaprabhu came, they thronged in as innocent. They all got inspired and they are all definitely become uh, very fortunate souls. And all those Mayavadis, when they first met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they were completely confused. And those who gave up their arrogance, they eventually became Chaitanya's servants. And those who couldn't, they continue to suffer and remain confused. Similarly, the aspect of us coming in contact with the holy name, the holy name will reciprocate and you know completely transform ourselves. The only thing is that we need to carry that feeling of I am fallen, I am uh, you know dependent. Bhakti yoga, bhakti yoga, bhakti yoga, dana, bhakti yei Krishna nama smarana krandana. Vrindavandas Thakura says in Chaitanya Bhagavata, Bhakti Yoga means Krishna Nama Smarana Krandana. Krandana means crying. 
So very nicely said, yes, you know, Krishna is now here when we chant the holy name of the Lord. Thank you for that. Any other Thank thoughts, you. comments, reflections? Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. My Dhamma Pradam to you, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for wonderful class and especially different definitions of Maya, you know, which is telling us how we should very seriously follow our Krishna consciousness that we will be in Maya, like lots of devotees say that. You know, I mean, we can easily fall trapped. So Prabhuji, you were saying that several times I've heard this very simple thing that this world is uh, real, and uh, but it is temporary, you know. So when we uh, th- when we say about temporary, it is uh, like if uh, like if, uh, everything uh, will finish at one point, like on this planet Earth. Um, yes. You know when we, everything yes, gets dissolved and everything. So it's like you know uh, if we think of it like uh, what I heard is I was talking to one. Um, person, uh, you know, from American background, and they were saying, like, the Europeans came here first, and they established everything, like, we are in USA, so, you know, my consciousness is here, so I'm just talking about this place, so, you know, uh, they're the ones who came there, then there were these Indians were here, and everything was, like, most of the USA is kind of established, so you mean to say that everything gets dissolved, the whole Earth planet is, like, just gone, uh, after some time, it's hard to believe yes. that, you know, because... Can you explain a little bit? Uh, and then we restart again? Uh, yes, the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam explains about hmm. uh, pralaya, both partial pralaya and maha pralaya. And it is explaining that at the time of pralaya, everything gets dissolved and goes inside the mahat. And once again, when the Lord glances over, then when the Lord impregnates, the once again creation happens. So, it is like, you know, uh, going back to the stealth mode and once again, you know, reawakened and they are brought back to uh, a live state. And this is, this is time and again established and clarified, saying that hence, don't put your bet on that which is going to perish, put your bet on that which is eternal. And that is why intelligent people are those who may ready to walk the tough path rather than walking the easy path because the path may be tough but the destination is eternal. Your path may be easier but it is for a short span. And bubble does not give you excitement for a long time. It might sound very exciting or refreshing or maybe you know when you, when you see kids play with bubbles they may be, you know, excited, but how long the bubble can excite you? So this material world is like a bubble. It is created for some time, it remains for some time, and it is annihilated for some time. So hence, it is important that we put our bet, put our time, energy, efforts, investment, everything, to those which is going to be imperishable, and that is the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. Okay, make makes sense. Yes, Prabhuji, and also when we say that uh, 
it is real but temporary so by real we are meaning that uh, uh, you know everything in the material world here is um, krishna's creation so we should not think it as like you know sometimes like when you use the word illusion um, and also we see the example in bhagavad gita in the chapter where they say that the you know example of the tree is there right like this uh, this world is a reflection uh, inverted reflection of a tree the, the real world the real, true world is a spiritual world so when we say this at the same time we say real can you a uh, little bit explain how do we understand these both aspects which are little bit contrary to my mind it is to say that ramgiridari speaking shrimad bhagavatam is real but ramgiridari will not eternally speak shrimad bhagavatam one day he will also vanish anybody we are thinking so somebody come and suddenly say that you don't exist actually you are just a you know uh, just an imaginary piece you will not believe that are baba i am i am true i am existing look at me i have atte katte maas hai mere paas i am human being i am moving walking talking i am real but are you eternal are you permanent are you going to be the same person always you are not going to be what mayavadi sir saying mayavadi sir saying that what you are seeing as yourself is not what you are it is actually an imaginary piece this world is what you are seeing is not real it is imagination or it's an imaginary it is completely different from real which is an interpretation by shankaracharya which vaishnavacharyas are trying to say that is not the way to say it it is actually real only yes you can say it will not be the same forever it is ever changing and impermanent so from that perspective it is like uh, uh, we trying to assume that i will live forever parikshit uh, uh, um, uh, yudhishthira maharaj and Uh, Yamara, Jaksha, Prashna. One of the question, uh, you, you know, Yamara, Jaksha, Yudhishthira Maharaj. Tell me what is the most surprising thing in this world, for which Yudhishthira Maharaj responded. So that everyone is saying everybody else dying, but this guy is thinking that I will not die is very funny and most surprising things to me. So we all know we are going to vanish one day, but we behave as if we are going to live here forever. so that is the comparison between real and unreal it's very clear that things are going to change and extinct make sense yes prabhu ji but one thing is very relieving that you know even if this temp this body temporarily will go away but the soul with the body is eternal you know and hopefully with our uh, practices and all you know with the blessings of our our parampara and you know shila propad that uh, the next place where we go will be a place where you know we are connected to devotees or at the at you know golok vrindavan back to godhead or somewhere because otherwise you know again we are in the cycle of birth and death so that uh, that uh, thing just like we say that uh, you know like the best thing about this uh, i was in a store actually that's why there's a background music um was just doing some groceries so the thing is that uh, just like we say you know that we are um um uh, getting the thought like uh, uh yeah in the sense that we are eternally that eternal aspect is connected to uh, us so that is very relieving just like we say in the, the kali yuga yeah that you know the chanting of the holy name is our only sahara you know like um ours or whatever dependence uh, you know 
similarly, at least uh, whatever is temporary, we have to die. It doesn't matter. We die, but at least we know that there is a certain aspect inside of us which is eternal. So that is a little relieving, you know, to one's uh, oneself. That why keep attachment to the body or anything connected to it then, you know, so much. So it is not only a hope; it's actually an assurance. Krishna says, "Arjuna, Shripad Pavanidharma, Tatvat Chandim Degatiti, Onteya Pratijani Hi Namay Bhakta Pranashti." He is not just giving us a hope; he is giving us an assurance, which is much, much, multifold times better than hope. So we are right hands. We just make sure that we don't leave off, leave his hands off. So long as we are going to, you know, cling on to the Lord's lotus feet or hold on to the Lord's hands or our spiritual master's hands, they are safe, like the cat, like the kitten carried by the cats. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for making that correction. Because yes, you're right, and this conviction comes in the association of devotees. Where uh, you know they check on you and you know and uh, like you said even reading one word or one line even touching the book <laughs> is important you know so although I might have heard this so many times from other speakers uh, you know especially in book distribution they say you know the person even sees the book touches the book and his spiritual life starts so similarly when devotees are there to you know guide you or correct you it is very very potent uh, and even like chastise you that's also important. Uh, you know, every way it's important that way. They are like, uh, yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. And sorry, the Thank questions you. were very basic, but um, my level is very uh, neophyte, so I just, you know, make sure just, uh, you know, cling on to the lotus feet of uh, Krishna consciousness and devotees. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.